Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everyone, Mark from Guitar Nerds here. Just wanted to let you know that we recorded an excellent Patreon episode this week where we talk about the brand new neon-coloured Gibson guitars and discuss whether hair metal is really making a comeback. We also have a raging debate about Far Eastern versus Western-made guitars and uh, if you want to hear where we all land on that topic, you can go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast and get extra content content every week patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds hello and welcome to the guitar nerds podcast i'm your host mark packham joined this morning by matt knight Hello. Jay Cross. Hello. And the rather ill Joe Branton. Oh, it's not ill. You've got kind of waxy texture to you today. Thanks, man. I appreciate what, it. Have you had a big weekend? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I had uh, I had an uh, an album preview gig for Polymath, at which I, uh, I managed to drink at any profit that we would have uh, made from that show. Outdrank out both the attendees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your band must <laughs> love you. We will, um, we'll talk about that later on, but also coming up in the show, we're talking about the brand new neon-coloured Gibson guitars. We're talking about new amps from EVH, new pedals from TC Electronic, and a very strange new pedal from Dr. No Effects. Um, so, Joey B, uh, just quickly fill us in on uh, your gig at the weekend. Oh, yeah, I had a I had an album preview at the Black Heart in Canada. Camden in London, which is one of my favourite sort of grimy venues above a rather nice, a rather nice craft ale pub. You can't even speak. Oh, I know. Um, but yeah, it was really good. It was packed out. We sold loads of sure. our record. And it is really uh, small, though, right? <laughs> yeah, it's tiny. Yeah, yeah. Really sort of small. phone boxy kind of vibe. Yeah, it's just a cupboard. Yeah, it's packed just, out. Yeah. Pa- when I say packed out, I mean like with you know office supplies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was uh, that was really good. That was really good, and it's a really good bar downstairs. So we had a, a good old time. But yeah, it was great. Got to use the Stonefield again. Um, I mean, why would you be using anything else? Well, no, obviously you'll never to need of, to buy. Well, contractually, I, I yeah, have yeah, to yeah. use it. But uh, uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, that was great. I was I was trying out this double amp setup. Okay. Um, so I was using an Ashdown ABM 600 and an Ashdown CTM 100. So that's their um, their solid st- their valve preamp solid state amp, the ABM range, which is their sort of bread and butter, like really good workhorse yeah. head, and uh, their their 100 watt all valve head. 
um, which is the CTM 100. But that weighs an absolute ton. Yeah. Uh, well, it, no, it's actually okay. Uh, it's a bit. It's obviously smaller than the than the 300. Uh, what version? Which is the sort of standard? Which is the copy of like you know the Ampeg um, SVT sort of range? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that was cool. So um, I am ultimately going to start using that as a drive amp because it's only 100 watts, which obviously for bass is quite low. So it breaks up at really low volumes, which yeah. is cool. But for this one, I was actually just blending uh, both both signals. So I was getting sort of that grit. Because on the ABM range, you get this thing called a valve driver. It's like a separate sort of on-off switch, and it just has a level. And it basically just it, it, it just uh, boosts the, the, the preamp stage. Yeah. It just sort of overheats the preamp stage. So you get sort of a nice little bit of amp breakup. But instead of using that on the 600, I was essentially using the, the CTM100 for that. So it was just a super cool... Grindy bass. Exactly. But I didn't have the CTM going through any effects because one thing I found was because I used so much modulation and the delays and stuff, when I was going through such a driven head with all of that, it's all getting a bit mushy. So the yeah. CTM was just getting a direct signal post-compressor. Post As we all know this week, you know, if you use effects, you're rubbish. So, Jay Cross, something that isn't rubbish is um, you went to the MIA Awards this week. That's I'll say, right. I'll say that again. MIA Awards. I did. I went to the MIA Awards. Music the Industry, Industry Anus Association. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Joe's just jealous because he wasn't invited. You I was completely. invited. I no, was you invited. weren't. Yes, you, I was. You, what you did? I got, no. What happened? Uh, what happened was you found out I was going. Yeah. And you went. Oh, ma- maybe I want to go. I'll yeah. see if Gak's been. Inv- oh, we haven't been invited. Oh, I'll. Uh, and then you called up your mate at Orange, and yeah. they went. Yeah, of course you can come and have a seat. Uh, come and have a seat at our table. And then you didn't go. Yeah, that's that is actually what happened. Yeah. Turned it down for a band practice. <laughs> I had to. I had that show the next day, and I was fully aware that um, because that I got a hotel as well for afterwards, and I was fully aware that I'd stay at the hotel. I wouldn't get back in time for a band practice. It, it would have been bad. I'm glad I didn't go. Well, I'm, sure I'm also glad you didn't go because it was fantastic. I had a great evening. Would have brought it down. Uh, yeah, honestly, it just would have brought the tone down. So the MIA Awards, MIA Gala Awards, they're yeah. sort of like people they're different music industry people patting each other on the back for working in the music industry right um something like that i mean it's more to do with a celebration of the um the best in the business throughout the throughout the entire uh, range, so you know that's why we weren't invited. So, well, I was obviously, well, yeah. but you know it makes sense that it makes sense that you don't really know anything about it, Joe. Course, I mean, yeah. that sort of speaks volumes, I will say. Um, but no, it was good. They um, just they, the rest. The rest of Gak is invited. Just Joe doesn't get the invite. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean the um, the I don't know what his job is. The managing, managing director. director. He was there, and uh, the guy who's in charge of all the shops. He was there. Uh, well, I had a great time with them. It was really nice. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, so anyway, we uh, yeah we Fender were invited. Um, obviously, did you um, win anything though? We Probably did not. actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? We oh, did. Um, surprising. Well, I mean, what can I tell you? <laughs> well, should, <laughs> we, should we talk? Should we talk about the uh, the winners? Of yeah, an, I mean, anything there notable. Was, there was quite a lot of categories, um, but they had. They, they I know from when I've been in the past, well, they, there's been a lot of categories. Yeah, they, that's weird, isn't it? That the ex marketing manager of GAC had been invited at Just, one point. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. The current one isn't. I, pff, I don't know. Make of that what you will, my friend. Have you ever heard that phrase, can't take you anywhere? <laughs> it's, it's because it's a free bar. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a free bar. Oh, wasn't it? No. Oh. I was... You probably made the right choice it was a free bar. not to go. It wasn't a free bar. There was... Um, there was... W- when we arrived, there was... 
champagne prosecco probably prosecco there was like free prosecco for like the first hour or so um or 45 minutes and it was a networking event uh which basically meant i went and hung out with james from orange uh because he's a bloody good old boy uh no no it was good it was great great to see some uh some some mates who it's, it's funny because whilst i'm still involved within the music industry because i'm not in the shop anymore there's lots of people who i'm good mates with who i don't see people who were or are reps or work for other companies um so you know we've got good mates who work for orange and korg and uh nobody from roland was there nobody from roland that i knew was there so um i didn't get a chance to to do anything there but uh and and even from other shops and stuff as well it was it was really cool but yeah so some of the winners um uh fender won well evh actually more specifically won uh best amplifier for the uh 5153 lbx2 head which oh, cool. is the, yeah so that was that was cool um and orange got runner up for the four stroke uh in that um well oh really so bass and guitar were in the same yeah it's just best amplifier oh that's cool yeah just yeah best amplifier um and um what one best guitar best guitar was um the uh shergold oh the masquerader no let me just find it isn't that the only one they do yeah i mean that's literally the only one they do it's also called the sh012 and 3 it's probably that I'd imagine it's that Uh, I remember seeing it be announced and thinking it was that one so they only do one apparently MIA forgot to tweet that uh, who won the best guitar (laughs) sweet I'm glad Shergold won it though because those if I mean I'm not a massive fan of the the body shape but just the fact that it's less than 900 pounds has Seymour Duncan pickups a solid rosewood neck like hand uh, fitted aluminium line inlays you were a big fan of those Matty yeah, they're actually really amazingly well built guitars. Yeah, and but it, like the inlays, the neck, like for the money, like absolutely amazing. You say less than nine hundred. Like I'm sure there's one like a slightly X demo on a GAC at the moment for like five nine nine. I think yeah, like six four nine. Okay, yeah. yeah, I mean that is significantly less than nine hundred pounds. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm glad they won something. Sorry, yes, you're quite correct. It was the Masquerader, the SMO one. SM, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Which one's the O one? Uh, so the O one would be the uh, Telecaster picker. Oh no, the P ninety. P nineties. Oh yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Even better. Good see P nineties yeah. on the board. Um, so that was really cool. Any pedals? Uh, there wasn't a pedal award. What? Um, That's our main category. I know. Um, best <laughs> bass. Who was in charge of this? Best Bonamassa. Best bass was the uh, Ibanez SRSC eight oh five. Classic. I love that one. Uh, whatever. The, the, the single <laughs> cut. Whatever. The, the single cut. Um, you know, what, I don't know, how many frets is that? 40? I don't know, something like that. There's, there's loads of frets. Yeah. 36? I don't know. Probably 36. 36. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that one best bass. Uh, there was also some awards for individuals. And, pff, I mean, I don't know who she paid, but the internet's Mendy Spe- Mendy. Mendy Spera. The internet's Mary Spender won one of the person of the moment awards. What exactly um, is a person of the moment? Well, I mean, you tell me. I mean, don't, know. don't you'll never need to worry about it, Joe. So <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, so it's great to see Mary and uh, Aid from Orange also won person of the moment. Um, I love how the person of the moment. Person was of the moment. He's literally his career has lasted like forty years. I know, yeah, also, person of the moment, five people won it. Yeah, so no, it's, it's a bit so weird. Good. Um, yeah, so uh, people of the moment. That was what it was. People, people of the moment. Award. Who else won it? Uh, 
Uh, this yeah, is great radio. Aid. Man yeah. looks at computer. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a bunch of other people. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> great, okay. Someone Good. from PMT. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Someone from PMT. Probably their marketing Sorry, manager, someone. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, so, yeah, so uh, that was cool. I didn't re- realise PMT was still open for business. Mate, they've got, they've like, got 18 like, shops. Yeah, what are you talking about? I, I obviously know that. I'm, I'm making a slight about the fact that the <laughs> north of the country is just an empty sort of area. I mean, they've got shops in London. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so anyway, so, but yeah, it was good. It was a, uh, it was very fun. Uh, got to see a load of my old mates, and uh, yeah, that so, was that. Uh, what I like about it is it's obviously you know we have the kind of gear that we think is potentially gear of the year worthy. So it's interesting to see what the rest Completely. of the industry, yeah, absolutely, thinks about and, it. That, and I agree. I thought that it was. Uh, I thought that it was. Um, I don't think either was, of those amps will feature for us. Uh, well, probably because we haven't got around to hearing them yet. I'd imagine. No, probably, I've had I mean, the four stroke. definitely not the four stroke. I don't think it's. No. it's I don't think Orange is trying to do a sort of modern, like multi multi band sort of. Did it even come out this year? I'm sure it came out last yes, year. Yes, I, 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 I just don't, I don't think the MIA really. Well, I, maybe I mean, the, maybe it's, the people. They're not. They're not strict as yeah, our yeah. regulations. Maybe it's. Maybe it's. Uh, rolling 12 months oh, rather potentially than, yeah, yeah yeah rather than uh, calendar I'm, I'm sure it came out uh, last year because I'm yeah. sure we are, we talked I, about I it on last year's gear of the yeah. year I think, I think it got an honourable mention last yeah. year yeah yeah um, uh, the other thing that went on was uh, t- to keep it interesting which was great was every time the uh, winner was announced and they had to go up and collect their award first of all they weren't allowed to give any speeches which I think was that's a fantastic. shame fantastic I think that's a shame nah because otherwise it just would have gone on too long But so I really like that um, but the cool thing was every time there was a winner they played a different song and they had placed um, like a quiz it was a quiz basically and whoever got the most number of songs correct Won a bottle of champagne. Did you win? Absolutely. Did you really? Absolutely, I did. Is that because you know more than like just the kind of old boys rock music? Well, we had uh, at the Fender table. There was quite a um, quite a, a range of people. So yeah. there was a couple of people from marketing uh, who are more more hired for their marketing prowess as opposed to someone who you know I don't know happened to work in the music industry and needed to be taken out of the shop because they were a bit of a liability and you know was able to colour in and uh, and so sort of fell into the mo- oh, sh- and to fill a massive void left by a you know extremely <laughs> intelligent <laughs> a really good colourer in a great great looking uh, sort of guy with loads of mates yeah something um, like that anyway anyway, uh, so there was that and there was a couple of people that w- do the more metal side of Fender so the EVH and the Charvel side and there was uh, me who's obviously a fountain of knowledge uh, when it comes to uh, rock and roll and uh, and yeah so we won and um, what was even better was apparently by the time they came around to give us a bottle of champagne everyone else from Fender was a little bit a little bit gone by that point so the bottle of champagne ended up on the table and no one saw me pick it up and take it and go and share it with uh, with Oh, Spender. you can't! You can't be saying that. You can't be giving <laughs> that sort of info. Um, Did you just go into the toilets and drink a no, bottle no, of champagne? No, 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 no. Me Spender. and Mary and uh, Wes from Gak and a couple of other people. We found just this room next to the main room where nobody was like sitting, and it was great. It was like a little bit quieter, so we just went there and just. 
drank a champagne. Fantastic. <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Guitar Nerds does not condone the cheating by Jay Cross. We're talking about cheating. I'm on fair and square. And then you did not share it with the other winners. Everyone else was was having a great time. Unbelievable. It was fine. Unbelievable. Worth mentioning, by the way, um, because you know we met a lot of kind of new builders and stuff at the London International Guitar Show last week. I'll also be posting up that we talked about the MIA. So if you're in the industry, you work for a brand and you want to participate in Gear Please of the year, don't tell anybody that, that I Jay stole the, the champagne, champagne from Fender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, if you want to submit products for uh, the equally prestigious Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year uh, r- runnings, you can do. Um, get in touch with us, info at guitarnerds.net. Um, you can just let us know what you want to submit uh, and uh, give us a few details about it and then we'll arrange getting one for, uh, for testing so we can submit it to the awards. Alternatively... Just reach out, say hello. Yeah, yeah, totally. If you work for a brand and you want to get involved in the podcast in some way, do um, do let us know. Info. Just come say hello. If you've not got the authority to give us stuff, that's fine. Just come say hello. No, no. Steal it. I only want to talk to oh, people who sorry. Can give us stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Info at guitarnerds.net. Now, someone else who works for a brand, uh, Matthew Knight, Japanese correspondent. Um, you may notice if you're listening to this, there hasn't been, and you're a Patreon backer, there's not been a Matt in Japan this week. Lazy. Because um, we thought we'd bring it to the podcast this week and get a little rundown of what you've been doing this week, Matty. Yeah, I've, um, I've got a long list of stuff to record for uh, an, week six yeah um, possibly tomorrow but there's a couple of things that i thought highlights i thought i i might mention and uh one that i thought was particularly funny was i went to the tokyo i went to the tokyo office um this week and uh went up and was sat with the boss marketing team who are based in uh in tokyo and they're like yeah where do you what do you want to eat tonight and i was like oh you know I always say anything because I hate saying I hate raw fish and I'm like oh they all love raw fish and I, I just you know I'll, I'll eat anything and they're like anything and then Yoshi said something in Japanese which was obviously like he definitely doesn't like Japanese food so right. we better find something else and then one guy was like hmm and then they were like oh maybe we could do like yakitori which is like barbecue skewers and yeah. I was like oh yeah I love that and then the guy was like oh do you love bull skin I was like what <laughs> <laughs> they're all like oh yeah it's lovely and they're like yeah ball skin I was like uh ball skin (laughs) and he went oh wait chicken skin (laughs) what (laughs) yeah just ball skin I was like I was like oh yeah ball skin yeah love it and then they kept saying it I was like I really hope it's not ball skin (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was just um, and that same meal they just ordered loads of stuff and then they're like oh yeah we're sort of missing some of the like normal Japanese stuff we have so we'll just order it anyway and then just won't say so I was just like eating away and I was like ah oh, some some chicken oh, I can eat chicken oh it's a bit of leek love that great and then another skewer and they looked exactly the same so I took a massive bite and it was chicken and bone chicken bone oh nice like it was the worst one of the worst things I've eaten ever do you, are you supposed to like <laughs> chew, do, you, do you chomp on the bones yeah are they you're supposed to can you chew it's them it's cartilage it's soft bone <clears throat> it's like yeah the, marrow the inner leg bone bit of marrow no it's just like it's it's rank it's the, <laughs> why would you eat <laughs> why would you eat bone uh, and then they were like oh at this and I was like ah oh, what is it and they were like oh it's some sort of like organ i was like great (laughs) (laughs) 
better, better just you know try it you know and they were like oh. I was like yeah so what is it and they were like well it's not testicles but it's like testicles <laughs> I was like oh. I was like and, I, and it was so unbelievably tough right I was like why would you this is not enjoyable like how can you possibly want to eat this for personal enjoyment when you um, think about it though like you know we eat i mean obviously not everyone on this podcast but meat eaters in general will eat things like kidney and black liver pudding. yeah i mean black pudding black like, pudding sorry fantastic yeah. haggis but, i guess is similar yeah just a yeah. load of entrails jammed into a bag essentially <laughs> like, that's, that's what, what haggis is but um but, when you you know yeah. it's if you're not used to those flavors and stuff depending where you are like I can eat like liver and kidney and stuff um and that's fine but I'd imagine if you're not used to that strong taste it's not even that bone doesn't even have a taste it's just like chewy and crunchy it's like eating your own teeth <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, that sounds horrible it's absolutely rank it's abs- it's like imagine having a chicken wing but eating everything not just eating the meat Honestly, it was one of the worst experiences of my entire life. Grim. So apart from eating Um, weird stuff, what have you been up to this week? Ah, so I went guitar shopping, or they took me to a load of guitar shops in Tokyo, including my favourite shop of all time, Hard Off. Um, (laughs) That's the second-hand place, right? Yeah, that is the second-hand place. And they had, I don't know, 300 guitars there, easily, including um, a couple of basses, which I sent pictures uh, to the guitar notes of the EB1. Yes, I Gibson violin love bass, that guitar. Which I'd never seen before. And they had a Gibson Flying V bass as well, an original one. Oh, nice. Oh, amazing. Which was, um, which was pretty amazing. But the highlight for me, and I didn't buy it at the time because I Googled it after we left because we were on like a pretty tight schedule and I wish I bought it now, was the Casio EG5. Oh. Yes, it's a cass- It's an electric guitar with an inbuilt Walkman that you can record. <laughs> <laughs> you can record your guitar playing onto, or put a cassette tape in, and then there's a line out to a PA so you can play along. Literally, be a one-man band to a backing track. So, so you can put I was like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> has, has it got like? sound on sound though can you like have a backing track and then record a guitar bit and then it plays out from there no I don't think so Can't I think loop, you could basically right. just record onto a blank tape or you could just play you know a tape off it I was like that's amazing and it's that- got it's got a speaker built into the guitar as well yeah and it had a speaker built into the guitar and a normal line out as well I think it, did it have a speaker built in yeah, yeah it's got it a speaker does. built in yeah. yeah yeah. we're just looking at pictures of it now yeah um, it's ridiculous on a couple it was of 30 AAs. quid 30 oh, quid what Matt. why did you not buy <laughs> Can you go back there and get it? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going back to Tokyo in a couple of weeks and I imagine it'll probably still be there because I'm pretty sure the market for the Casio EG5 is pretty small. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds um, that sounds <coughs> extremely ungiggable if you uh, if you catch my drift. Well, talking of the ungiggable rig, so um, Japan are the masters at buying or being collectors of something, no matter what it is. There's out there's someone out there in Japan who will collect it. And guitars are part of that, you know, kind of scene. And there was a custom shop, uh, Les Paul, the Tac Matsumoto signature. Yeah. Came out. Fifty nine Les Paul, super expensive. Walked in, this one shop had eight of them on display. I think what? they only made a hundred and fifty. And I was like, that's mental. And then next to it they had his complete rig like a 16U rack unit complete with even vintage even tired harmonizer clon you know custom audio electronics foot switcher and four amps with his guitar for sale 
it already sold. What? Bloody hell. Do, do you think it was just someone bought, or they the shop bought his entire like touring setup, like bought like all of the all of the guitars that he was using on the tour plus the yeah. whole rig? Do you think that's what it was? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think so. And then someone and I was like, could someone really buy that? And they were like, yeah, there's just some strange collectors out here. Guy who bought it probably doesn't even play guitar. And that was like coming from the role, the rep that I was with. He's like, yeah, it'll just go to a collector. I was like, that is mental. It must have been, <laughs> must have been six, seven million yen, easy. Which works out to what? Uh, well, a million yen is six thousand six hundred pounds. Right. Okay. Fine. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money. So, yeah, it's a lot of money. But just some of the like the high end guitars here are absolutely bonkers. Um, you because ESP have their own set of stores here, and yeah. you can go in and custom order your own guitar anything they even had an esp flag guitar that looked like a flag in the wind but just with a neck bolted onto it as well <laughs> nice <laughs> ridiculous when i went to one of their stores that's why i saw the um esp formula one guitar where the whole guitar is in the shape of a formula one car so and the silly. head the headstock is like the little wings <laughs> at the front of a formula one car also the machine um, gun esp machine gun yeah. guitar is in there yeah. as well we've, we've actually There's got so uh, much weird stuff we've got uh, an esp custom shop catalogue at the office I don't know why we've got one there <laughs> why um, well, one of the guys that I uh, that I work with goes to Japan quite a lot and he brought it back inside knowledge of f- future Fender models the Fender F1 oh there's yeah, so absolutely. many Fender Japan models here yeah, oh yeah completely like stuff you've never seen before it's mental but yeah we, we flick through that catalogue every now and again and some of the stuff that's in there is just stuff that's like cu- custom guitars in the shape of angels yeah 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 and um yeah, yeah you see you see a lot of a- angelic figures yeah you get that quite a lot it's, it's all down to a style of music they have here called visual rock oh really um, which I don't think it's quite made it's way to uh, anywhere outside of Japan but yeah it's all based on being super visual I just google visual rock and uh, look at some of the bands that appear it's it's weird but That's also cool. Ingve Mounstein is still massive out here and there's loads of people that play like him that play ridiculous angel guitars yeah that, that sort of neoclassical um, stuff in Japan is huge isn't it I guess because yeah. you know they really appreciate kind of technical proficiency um, yeah but yeah if you go onto the ESP endorsees list like some of the people on there look absolutely bonkers like really yeah. kind of like theatrically dressed and yeah that got, makes sense though I guess they've got names you know. just like Neo or whatever you know and actually <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we do start to see that sort of thing happen over here because it's with with the um, you know the the drop in album sales and the rise of people willing to pay for uh, video and stuff online I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing bands that are making a, a bit of a show out of their gigs i think that when if you look at some of that visual rock stuff i think the british tolerance for that sort of ridiculousness is far far lower maybe than it would be in japan like yeah, people, maybe. But if, I mean, that, if, you know, you, if one you, of those bands walked out some people would just be like mate what is that but you say that but i mean <laughs> think about you know when someone like say beyonce does a show you know mate, you need to look at some of Gaga. these bands it's way more than that yeah, it's a, right, bit, okay. it's a bit more intense. Imagine okay. imagine if a group of like five or six Disney princess, uh, princes walked out on stage and all their guitars were carved in the shape of like <laughs> famous angel statues and you had to like place your arm in a particular way to like, like through the guitar to play it and then all the backing band were like dressed up as like Disney villains and stuff. It's that basically. 
Right. Okay. It's pretty mad. Yeah. I think if yeah, it's pretty full on. It, you wouldn't, you know, you could put Beyonce on at Glastonbury. You probably couldn't put this on at Glastonbury. Even there, I think people would be like, "This is too much." <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty bonkers. Um, and then one of the uh, most depressing things that I saw uh, was we went to the Gibson Brands uh, <laughs> showroom. And okay. uh, obviously they're big on their hi-fi equipment now rather than their uh, their guitars. Yeah. And it, I was, you know, really pleased to see that, you know, the one thing I've been waiting for more than anything, the signature BB King turntable <laughs> with matching speakers and headphones <laughs> was uh, <laughs> was now available to purchase. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's really encapsulate the spirits of the, the, the know, spirit of the blues, I the expensive that. turntables. <laughs> I love that it was and, like know, a the slip mat had yeah. a picture of him on it. Yeah, you know, p- big picture of him, signed by him, you know, personally. Before he died, he went better sign those turntables. Yeah, definitely, of course. Um, and then came with the uh, the Gibson, you know, monitors. I was like, you know, the uh, Sunburst ones. Yep, the, sign Le- me up. the Les Paul monitors. I think yeah. is their what their actual name is. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it on here so much, like the internet's disdain for Gibson, but they don't help themselves really. I mean, well, I mean. If- you know, do the I monitors, didn't do they turntables. Own so many other brands. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's their big thing. They've been acquiring brands all over the shop. Basically. I mean, they own Pioneer, yeah. which I didn't yeah. realise they own Pioneer and Teak and Onco and like all these like massive turntable and hi-fi brands. Yeah, I knew they had something to do with Philips, but the whole bottom of their showrooms all headphones, fifty percent of which were endorsed by cartoon bands. Nice, um, including the most famous ESP one of the moment, Bang Dream. It's a classic. I love a good band dream. Um, yeah, which was, I was like, that's not really the name of the band. They were like, yeah, it's five girls. They all play ESP. They have their own signature ESPs, um, including a lefty one, which is really popular, but people buy it just because they're a fan of the band. They don't even play. Um, but my favourite band name of the week uh, was Bump of Chicken. <laughs> Isn't that what you ate in that restaurant? Yeah, literally. A couple of chicken bumps. Um, Bump of chicken. Nice. My new, my new close second was Mr. Children, but um, <laughs> bump of chicken. <laughs> Matt, this should be a segment on Matt in Japan. Every week you should find your the best new Japanese band name, um, Mr. Children. Yeah, bump of chicken. Um, but yeah, and it was also Halloween, which was good fun because everyone takes Halloween super seriously here. Um, I looked at some costumes. You could buy Red Cat Man. Um, I don't know who that is. It's a homage to Mario. Oh, I understand. Uh, okay. Green Cat Man. Okay. And then there was a guy in the street wearing an even cheaper one. Didn't even say green. It wasn't. It was a green suit. The uh, cap said um, had what was it? Oh, it had B on it. B. I was yeah. like, but the suit. Barrio. But the suit's green. <laughs> Super Barrio. Barrio. <laughs> Barrio. Well, actually, I guess he was Luigi because he was green, so he was like Luigi. Luigi. This was Luigi. Just weird. But. Um, yeah, it was a, a, a funny week, but I've, there's a whole load of other stuff that I'll put together in a in a weekly episode. But nice. the um, the ball skin was definitely the the highlight. That's going to be because the, I was uh, like, Is it really serious ball skin and that oh chicken skin. Still pretty rank though, especially if you eat it raw, which I have done. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, if you want to hear more of that, do uh, head to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, uh, where Matt is doing his weekly uh, Japanese travel log, and you'll hear more about ball skin and Mr. Children, I'm sure. This <laughs> Mr. Week. Children is a, is a <laughs> really Christ. sinister sounding band yeah. name. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> Hello, we're Mr. Children. <laughs> That's terrifying. Um with that, should we dive headfirst into a big old barrel of Mr. No. Children? Oh. No. First up, uh, talking of Gibson, Gibson have announced some brand new neon modern Les Paul Access Customs. Um, Who's got the deets? I believe it's Matt. I have. Which, these weren't at the showroom. Gutted. Um, Possibly the best looking thing Gibson have ever made. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The uh, modern Access is uh, effectively a Access Les Paul Customs, so mahogany body, two-piece maple top, contoured Access neck heel, um, sort of belly cut in uh, ama- five amazing uh, neon colours. Yes. That's some great colours. So what colours we got? And a Floyd. Don't forget the Floyd. Yeah. But that's standard That's standard on the Access though, right? No, it's it is not. Standard is on it? the Access, Floyd yeah. Floyd is standard on the Access? Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I, I mean, oh, I, I 100% they have they some hardtail. Hard they do a hardtail one, but the Access started being a Les Paul did one. It? Then okay. they did the... Um, What's his name from Rush Signature? Alex, Alex Lyson Signature. And then they did a non um, Le- uh, Floyd Rose version. Yeah, we but definitely. Floyd is usually the, the standard. Okay. At GAC, we 100% have some non Floyd ones. Yeah, 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 some hard tail ones, which actually I think kind of make it a little bit more palatable as a guitar. It is. It is definitely <laughs> calling these new limited run <laughs> 80s neon is very accurate by putting that Floyd. It's on. a very 80s guitar. I'm into it. So, Matt, is there anything um, else about the spec? What pickups and stuff? Uh, pickups are, I think, yeah, four nine six and four nine eight. So you know, if we want to go for that classic gritty uh, Les Paul tone, they're not the nicest of pickups in my opinion. But they are a much more modern, brighter pickup rather than kind of a burst bucker or, or like a path uh, coil splitting as well. So you can go into single coil. Um, you've also got, they say, a hand wired harness. Um, 
I mean, it's only like six wires. Not that that probably really makes much difference. But the biggest thing is really the colour. Uh, neon green, uh, neon yellow, neon blue, neon orange, and, of course, neon pink. Oh, they're all so good. The neon pink is fantastic. <laughs> I, 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 I think the green might have it for me, but both of them are... Oh, yeah, the phenomenal. green the green's good, but the pink is I mean that's just yeah. phenomenal. The, I, I actually I, I must admit the green does look amazing. The blue actually looks fairly conservative. Yeah, in, co- like, in comparison in, to the others. Yeah. You take that yeah. one in a vacuum and you're like, bloody hell, what's going on here? But then you see the others and you think, oh, actually, no, that's that's quite uh, yeah, the blue's actually quite just, reserved. The blue's just like really boring, actually. Yeah, and it's then, like uh, a, yeah. A, a royal a royal blue yeah, rather than a neon and a, a garish blue. They could have definitely gone a little bit more. Uh, more primary with the blue if it had been like um, like a neon Daphne blue that would have been awesome oh, yeah that would have been great yeah. but that, not to naysay this is still probably the best range of guitars Gibson put out in years and what I thought was re- <laughs> what, <laughs> what I thought was really funny about this was going back to what going back to what we were talking about you know a couple of weeks ago where you, Gibson they're just constantly getting it in the ear you know people saying oh it's boring they're just doing they're just releasing a Les Paul standard every year and then they do something like this and they everyone's get it like the neck. what's going on what decade is this yeah. <laughs> they, they literally can't win no. No, it doesn't matter anyway they, they're going to keep doing what they're doing and to be honest people are going to keep buying the guitars so it doesn't matter they're, are they limited edition is there any kind of yeah, numbers yeah they're limited it? edition but I, I didn't see any numbers printed unless you did no I haven't seen anything Matty no I'm, I'm pretty sure that did I read somewhere that everything that's coming out of the custom shop now is limited edition? Well, I guess that makes sense. Like, I'm sure I read somewhere that everything is like just in limited numbers it, now. I mean, this, I this does just say limited it. run. Yeah. So well, one thing to note on these as well is that the boards are rich light. Oh yeah. These. Which is probably that's been the case on customs for ages. Yeah, I know, I know. But I would have thought these ones would have kind of suited a like an ebony board. Well, rich light is kind of bright anyway, yeah. so. They, I think they. I wonder if they still have the same issue that they had when I when I went a couple of years ago, and I said, you know, can we order? I was out there to spec some guitars, and I said, can I order anything with an ebony board? And they were like, well, this is our pile of ebony, and it was massive. They were like, it's all mottled ebony, which is how it is standard. It's like it's too difficult to find ebony that's completely completely black and they like you can't stain it because the grain's too tight. Um, so they were just like, we're not really using it. That's well, what they I said mean- to me. And, but that's that's um, that's the case with sorry without wanting to uh, to sound like a uh, a corporate corporate geezer over here. I'm sure you will. You will. That's the case with the uh, with the new um, American elites. Is that they are they're ebony boards, uh-huh. but they're um, what's called uh, what is it? It's a, it's a type of ebony. Um, I can't remember the word, but they're not like super dark. Mm. Because it's that super dark ebony that you get is is from the middle of the tree, I right. think, and it's just it's so expensive and also it's very rare. Yeah. Um, do you know who's managed to do it though? The uh, the new Music Man St Vincent's they're all ebony boards. Oh yeah, and they are yeah. they are a good pitch black sort of ebony, but they're super limited run. Which yeah, is, I, know, I, why also, I imagine that was possible. Also, yeah. I, I'm my understanding is that a lot of people as Matty was just saying there is they stain the ebony so that it, oh, yeah. it looks thought, darker Matty said it you can't stain no you can't stain that one that, that right. he's got there uh, streaked ebony that's the word streaked ebony it uh-huh. looks like rosewood basically right. yeah um, but it is uh, it is ebony so that's um, that kind of modelling effect and I guess yeah, the, absolutely. 
<laughs> on the Les Paul Custom, you probably wouldn't want that. No. no. So, I, I don't get the deal. You know, Rich, like, whatever. Whatever you want to put on there. If it sounds yeah. like it sounds, you know, it sounds the way you want it to sound, it kind of doesn't now, matter, does now, it? Now, I completely agree. I tell you what was a, a right pain, though, was working in a guitar shop during that transitional period. Oh, sure. When some guitars were coming through that were obviously ebony, and some Les Paul Customs that were coming through were obviously ebony, and some were obviously Rich Light. Yeah. And it was a nightmare because you just people always wanted the ebony which I you know I totally understand because the rich light was something new and it was at the time seen as less it uh, seems a budget move yeah, it was completely. untested as well like yeah you yeah know, the- for sure for sure but uh, but now yeah I mean whatever it's the, the thing is the, what we're going to have to get used to is the, there are there are increasing regulations on wood now yep. and I think this sort of thing is going to become more commonplace and it's like it's not actually that big a deal I am um, th- with the most or one of the most recent YouTube videos we put up um, I did quite a lot of research into the Smartwood series and it's interesting to see Gibson about 20 years ahead of the game with like trying to use different woods um, so they had that um, they hooked up with the Rain- <coughs> Rainforest Alliance who right. who are basically uh, kind of the leading body in saying like what woods are uh, in short supply and you know how we should be treating the rainforest and stuff like that um, and the Smartwood series I couldn't even tell you the names of the woods now um, but like banana wood and stuff like that they were using for the tops uh, something like Tangare Grasso was one of the woods um, and yeah those guitars like people are like oh I wish they'd make the you know, I, I love those Smartwood guitars and it's like well if they came out now with guitars with those tops and those fretboards and stuff you'd probably just slate them like oh where's Ebony where's yeah. where's Rosewood where's Maple it's like well you know you can't have it both ways so um, pick up a Smartwood Les Paul if you can i tell you what I'm a bit disappointed you never picked up was do you remember I guess 2000 and, I think it was 2012 for the Telebration series of uh, 50 years of 60 years, 60 years, celebrating 60 years of the Telecaster, yeah. uh, Fender put out that uh, bamboo oh, topped that was oh, yes. thin line. Not just top, the whole, the, the yeah, whole Yeah, body. the whole thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, was, it looked fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, I think you'd struggle to find a less endangered species than bamboo which can grow like a foot a day yeah 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 or more I think actually and it's not like those pandas are eating much of it you know well, they have a little bit and then they fall asleep straight away <laughs> um, but yeah also the pine body tellies that came out of that as well like they should go yeah, back to making more guitars out of pine it sounds great yeah yeah. Um, anyway let's move on um, Joe Branton you're going to tell us about the Epiphone Richie Faulkner Flying V custom outfit yes who the hell is Richie Faulkner um, he's the geezer who plays acoustic guitars with the dreadlocks right yeah 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 Bang, sure. bangs, uh, bangs on the what do you mean who is Richie Faulkner I don't know who he is. He's the guy from Judas Priest. Oh, I mean... Oh, God! So he's Rob Halford, the oh only God. person that own, anyone knows from <laughs> Judas Priest. Started Halfords, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the one, yeah. <laughs> <I did. laughs> this, this one is a Halfords exclusive. You're not finding this one in Gaff or Anderson's. You have to go. When you're buying your you know replacement headlight bulbs, that's where you get this Epiphone. Anyway, this, is a, this is a super cool flying V. So it is... It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a black flying V, but... Uh, it has a white scratch plate which essentially covers the entire body of the of the guitar um, so it's sort of like it's it's a double scratch plate so it's on both sides Floyd Rose block inlays 
You, um, well, you don't mean the front and the back. You mean it's on the top and the bottom yes. of the face of the yes, guitar. Yes, yeah, right? yeah, that's what I meant. Um, and uh, and EMG pickups, but they're like they're chrome covered EMG pickups. So it's still this is like a metal machine that's designed to look kind of cool and classic rock. Yeah, yeah, way more classic rock. So yeah, super cool. And as it's Epiphone, it's going to be sort of like a ton more affordable. You've just got like a volume control and a pickup selector, so no messing around with tones. Um, the EMGs are a 57 and a 66. Yeah, I don't know what the 66 no, is. No, I don't know what a 66 is either. Um, I've never come across that before. No. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> it on the Epiphone site is listed as the classic combination. Oh yeah, is yeah. So uh, so yeah, so I'm not I'm not uh, not. Here you go. Here's sure. the uh, here's the rundown. Uh, the EMG 66 is the result of pickup design innovation inspired by the specific needs and requests of today's guitar players. Alnico 5 magnets provide a warm, smooth mid-range and expansive lows, while the ceramic pole pieces balance out the clarity in the upper register. Designed and voiced as a neck pickup, the 66 comes in EMG's exclusive brushed steel, gold, chrome, black chrome or black or back cap black chrome or back cap giving it a sleek modern look that complements any instrument EMG solderless installation makes changing your pickups easier than ever and they also say there's some video with Devon Townsend using it so Jeff Loomis uh, so yeah I mean this really is a a metal a metalers pickup but I'm surprised that they've got um, Alnico uh, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think it's it's super cool um, that these are sort of EMGs in an Epiphone. And actually, Richie Faulkner says that he uses it all over the new Judas Priest record. I imagine there'll be a bit of a refresh of this next year when Judas Priest have their fiftieth anniversary. Good that's, lord, that's, a, that's an old band. Right, yeah, it's so. Uh, but but uh, he says, yeah, used all over the new record, which is super cool if he's using an Epiphone. Like we've often talked about signature models and uh and, and artists using custom shop versions of that guitar whilst releasing a more, bu- more budget version you kind of expect it in some things but it's super cool that he's actually using an epiphone version of this guitar in in a band as prestigious as judas priest so yeah cool it's a cool looking guitar best thing they've released for a while uh, in terms of looks for me i think it's you know well it's i not, mean it's not on my street but you know it's, it's, you say that but they they keep doing stuff like this and i i, I realize that we sound like we're you know we're boring we sound like a broken record every time we bring it up but it doesn't have that headstock yeah it doesn't have the epiphone headstock and therefore it looks fantastic yeah it instantly looks better yeah definitely definitely um let's talk about some brand new stuff from evh you mentioned um some evh stuff winning awards this week jay but there's also some new additions to the line the 5153 50 watt uh el34 head and el34 212 standard cab yeah so the uh the 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 head here is kind of a uh, mixture of two existing products. Yeah. In the, insofar as uh, EVH currently does and has done for a while a uh, 6L6 version of this head, um, but this is a, um, a a more I guess a more British sounding version. Uh, so three channels, um, all. Kept nice and uh, nice and uh, nice and compact by having concentric pots. Yeah, uh, and um, channels two and three, I think it is, uh, share the same EQ. 
um, which is which is you know really cool. So super versatile. Um, the hundred watt head that came out last year, if I remember correctly, has been super popular. But um, my understanding is that loads of people wanted a smaller version because even EVH metalers. Uh, need to play small gigs no one needs 100 watts basically is what we've well learned. completely <laughs> so uh yeah really really cool and i um am very excited for this to win the mia awards next for year. best amp next year yeah yeah it's the difference that it's el34s because i don't think they've always been el34 no no absolutely it's what i'm saying in the uh in the previous model which is still current the white one i think it comes in white and black yeah uh, that is six or six. Right, gotcha. Uh, okay. So this is the this is the the EL thirty four version. Okay. Um, so yeah, a bit more a bit more British sounding. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I think it's uh, they look fantastic. It's black with like an anodized gold um, uh, back plate, I yeah. guess, and uh, face plate. So yeah, they look amazing. Um, I'll be honest and say I don't really know a huge amount about the cab. But I assume the cab is uh, similar to the uh, current cab, but uh, in black and gold. Yeah, no, it looks nice. Looks nice. To, another thing that looks nice, TC Electronics this week have announced a whole bundle of new pedals. Oh, my God. This so, is actually super cool and exciting. Give us the rundown. Do you want to do the full list and well, then we'll go in individually? I think, I think Matt is doing this one. I'm just going to sort of chip in on how excited <laughs> I am about these. Well, in fact, so I think it was we've Jay. got. Well, you know. Uh, oh, was it? Oh, was it Jay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was is gonna, you? Oh, okay. Yeah, go on. Um, so we've got uh, a few bits and pieces. So there's the uh, there's a few new like drive pedals. The El Mocambo drive. Oh, you, you're starting off with the ones that aren't as exciting. Well, I'm just okay. doing the. No, fine. Go on. Where do you want me to start? No, no you can start there. Okay. I'm just excited. The, I, I hate it when mummy and daddy fight. The uh, Honeypot Fuzz, uh, which I saw a great video of uh, Tor. Uh, presenting and a geezer in a turtleneck doing the uh, doing the video. A guy in a turtleneck playing fuzz. Yeah, it was re- <laughs> it was really cool. Those really are two things it. that you great don't gu- normally. Great guitar yeah. player, and he uh, he was the, in the demo. He is using it alongside the uh, flashback and Hall of Fame two. Oh, so he was constantly bringing in the mash feature. Oh. Just to, uh, the video is fantastic. It really is. I I mean I'm uh, a uh, self confessed non like fuzz hater I don't no, I'm not a fuzz hater I just you hate the fuzz it's not my it's not my favourite <laughs> uh, and I thought that video sounded really good uh, there's also the uh, Eye Master Metal Distortion um, which is designed to uh, give you the buzzsaw grind that, of old school Swedish death metal the uh, the Eye Master is probably now some of these have absolutely stonking graphics on them but the Eye Master may be the worst no, I, graphics I, I like I've it. ever seen I like on it. a pedal it looks like a it looks like no, it an looks 80s like a goose, horror it looks like a Goosebumps it pedal <laughs> you're right it does look like a Goosebumps pedal it kind of but also looks like someone's found the Rugrats font uh, on like freefonts.com and done that on the, uh, the front of the pedal uh, so we've also got the uh, Crescendo Auto Swell. Yes. Um, now this is the first one in the range, which is which is excellent. It's such a good idea. It's TC going, hey, what a boss used to do that was really good that they haven't worked out is still really popular. Just waiting for Matty to <laughs> chip in. And that, that's also, what this is. totally, totally pointless effect. No. What, why is it? The slow <laughs> gear was... The it's slow gear everything was, we've done. 
Is it? You just go out and buy a, just go out and buy anything, and it's got a swell feature in it. Uh, I guess so, so. Pointless. All the the, all the so multi pointless. effects still have your slow gear on it. Yeah, it's, it's not just, uh, for me. It's not. Or one just one use I your need. volume control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not one for me. <laughs> it's not one for me that I need on my own, on its own. But like if I bought a multi thing, effect, I'd have it in there. Yeah. The funny thing is, I can't remember if I ever said this before that the story goes for the slow gear was that Mr. Kakahashi the the Ronan guy was like right we need some new effects we need some new compacts and they were like oh we, we don't really have any ideas and he was like that noise gate you made which was one of the first comments he's like noise gate just like do something with that so they just reversed the noise gate feature right so the slow <laughs> gear is actually just an NF1 in reverse I don't think I've ever seen an NF1 was there one on display in the um Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so, also go on. Carry there's on. also the uh, speaking of um, of noise gates. There's also the iron curtain noise gate. Okay. Um, which sounds very cool. Um, there's the uh, chocker tremolo, which I C H O K A. Okay. Chocker, absolutely Ch- chocker, absolutely chocker mate. mate. I tell you what, mate. This <laughs> tremolo is absolutely chocker. Chocker full of good sounds. Uh, that's uh, that's that one. There's the Nether Octava. Oh yeah, this is cool. Um, and uh, probably the probably my favourite my favourite name, the Third Dimension Chorus. Yeah. So <laughs> I wonder what that could be. <laughs> the Third Dimension Chorus, which is just I, got I, away with that one. You absolutely have to say it like that. It's the Third Dimension yeah. Chorus, yeah. not the Third. <laughs> Dimension, dimension chorus. chorus. No, 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 no. no. That, that would be. That would be. That's too close. It's definitely the third dimension. So the the third dimension chorus, chorus. is is mauve. So exactly the same as the dimension yeah. chorus by what Boss. You, and the what? Sorry, the, sorry, the, sorry. This and, is a completely original design. Yes, the third it, dimension <laughs> chorus. And it even has the uh, the chorus features operating on buttons rather than rotary controls. Oh, I didn't it's, know that. It's so good. Like it is. It is just a Boss dimension chorus. But I really want a Boss dimension chorus. They're really cool. We'll just and go really and buy rare. one. They're not that much money. No, they're, fine. they're super rare. Go, and if really you don't expensive. want to wait, you can go and buy a Behringer CC three hundred space chorus. It still works on four buttons. Yeah. And, yeah, looks exactly the same. Yeah. All yeah. right, all so right. We should, these are not Behringer pedals. <laughs> we should address the fact that these seem to be the uh, Behringer pedals rehoused no. uh, in a nice metal housing. We've talked about this before, and I think even TC have said that they're that they're reusing some of the circuits, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. fine. Anyway, I'm going to get one of these. I'm sure, people have opened them up and they just say Behringer on the circuit. Board. Right. Okay. <laughs> fine. Um, so they may or may I'm not be involved. That. They may or may not be. I, that, I'm getting one of these dimension choruses. Third dimension choruses. You know, come on. Even mate. if they were, you know, the thing, the big um, complaint about the Behringer stuff is, is that it's the plastic housing yeah. and they're not very robust. Whereas yeah, yeah, exactly. people have never really complained about the sound. The no. sound. Is no, always, no, no, not at all. And like the pitch shifter, you know, yeah. that you always talk about. Yeah, the ultra is, shifter. Yeah. Is beloved by your ridiculous math rock community so you know I don't think they're doing a bad thing it, it actually um, it actually fixes one uh, problem that was originally was an original feature on the boss rack version was that you could press any combination of all four buttons right and then they were like oh you're not supposed to do that so when they made the DC2 the pedal that actually stopped it that you couldn't press in combination of all four buttons but on this one you can oh, right. have wow. a combination you, you can yeah. you can have combination on the um the md500 version of the you can yes yeah they, they put that feature back in yeah i think it'd be cool if boss did a compact dimension c again yeah um it should be the next razorcraft 
Oh, it'd be great just to see a boss pedal that has buttons rather than the dials. I mean, I know, Matt, you obviously can't share any real insider <laughs> info, but do you think Boss will ever do a uh, push-button compact I, I, Honestly, the amount of times they were like, oh, you know, you know, and I was like, man, DC2, best pedal ever. Every time they ask me, what's your favourite boss pedal? I'm like, DC2. I'm so glad I managed to buy one. Yeah. Um, and that's actually one pedal I've seen... I've only seen once out here so far. Um, and it was an average sort of price. So it's one that is definitely like up there in the more expensive ones. First ever dual circuit BBD circuit chorus. Ever right, first okay. ever chorus pedal to feature two separate um, circuit boards in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on to an equally as iconic pedal. Uh, Matt, tell yeah, us. Oh, just, we, we didn't actually mention the, all of these pedals are going to be 50 yeah. quid. Exactly, well. which is so. you know goes back to my point that you know if they uh, if they as people have been speculating if they are just the Behringer circuits again uh, in metal boxes then you know it's not that bad really because no. you're getting a nice metal housing exactly. and chunky what a switch wonderful and thing stuff. to be able to get hold yeah. of you know the, the best the probably the best pedals on the market right now for fifty oh, quid well I've got to be honest fifty quid maybe I've got to be honest quid the more the more I look at this iMaster the more I'm absolutely in love with it yeah well, it looks it's so ridiculous it just looks so I don't know. Like, <laughs> What, what, so is, what is iMaster the name a reference to? I don't know. You, you, if you're like, you know, you're really in charge of your eyes. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I mean, if, like, it's, if it's meant to sound like... If it's meant to sound like a Swedish death metal pedal, it? I assume it's a, an M, an HM2. Yeah, but it sounds like a job role in an optician. But is it... Is iMaster a reference to something in Swedish death metal that I don't know about? It Maybe. just seems like such a know. weird name. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, these have all got. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I might get them all. Got to catch, catch them all. all. Oh no! Talking about weird names, Matt. Tell us about the Doctor No Mini Turd Fuzz. Um, yeah, so Doctor No and a company I've seen a a little bit out here, and they released the limited edition uh, More Gary pedal, which was based on the. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Which was the um, old governor um, sort of clone yeah um sweet uh Dane company or swedish company okay. i can't remember exactly but they also did the skull fuzz uh which some of you may remember which is a giant plastic skull with a fuzz pedal built in yeah and i think last year they bought us the turd fuzz um you know they but set out to create that what was just they a giant the poo wasn't it fuzz of all time sorry yeah. it was just a it gi- was just a giant, giant poo. poo yeah that you could it was step a, on. a giant it was like a squeezy poo. yeah so you just trod you on the could, poo. There was no visible button. Yeah. It was a poo. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, came in a nice little cardboard box. And uh, yeah, it was probably one of the most ridiculous pedals I've uh, I've ever seen. But many people actually bought it and said, you know what? This fuzz pedal is awesome. Can you make a more pedal board friendly one? So they've done a limited run of 250 uh, mini turd fuzzes, which just have are in a normal size box with a little... A little, a little uh, poo on top, and uh, yeah, it's basically two um, silicon BC one hundred and nine transistor um, fuzz circuits in one, and then you just have a, a little volume control, which, which is so, the yeah. poo. The poo is the which volume is the control. Oh, is so it? Now is you don't the... step on the poo; you turn the poo. Okay. Yeah, that's... you have to touch the poo to turn <laughs> oh. it up, and it has a nice picture of uh, some flies on it, and uh, yeah, very very strange, but. Quite a cool sounding pedal. I'd, I'd quite like to have one just to hear what it sounds like. 179 actually. euros. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, the thing is, the normal one was 209. That is a lot for a foam turd with a circuit in it. <laughs> yeah. 
Just having a, a uh, quick read on the Doctor No website. So um, he is based in Eindhoven, right, in the Netherlands. Okay. Uh, been going since 2003. Yeah, I remember them being around a long time. Um, yeah. And one of the things that uh, that um, he says here on his uh, on his little bio, something that I'm sure uh, Joe Branton, as the uh, the biggest hippie of us all, will be into, um, it says Doctor No Effects is a green company that works environmentally friendly, using materials and labour. I'm proud of this way of remaining the old fa- of remaining the old fashioned way to create beautiful and inspirational music tools for you. So uh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. All- he, I'm not- he makes a poo shaped. Yeah, I'm not. Su- I'm not sure beautiful would be what I. We talking about beautiful. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. One last bit of news this week: Joe Branton has snuck this in because oh, uh, yeah. he desperately wants to talk about it. I'm going to talk about two things really quickly, but okay, yes, they, they, they will be brief. Acoustic, acoustic amps. Do you remember acoustic amps? I do. They don't make amps for acoustics; they make amps for bass players. Yes, uh, the acoustic 360. They also had a 280, I believe. They're Jaco Pastorius, I think, made famous, and, and loads of loads of sort of old stuff. So classic British punk thing. rock amp, actually. No, uh, I mean more. A, classic rock amp well, well just it, it has become very well known in the sort of mid 80s to mid 2000s uh british punk rock scene all using acoustic 360s yeah i think i think to be honest it was it was they were pretty big across the board yeah, sure. by that time they were sort of the ampeg's main competitor really weird interesting looking the ampeg the ampeg the ampeg uh um uh, but yeah, they had really interesting looking cabs with that the horn in the middle. Do you remember those? Yes. And um, and yeah, they're a very very uh, iconic look. The sort of black and uh, like pastel blue. Yep. So very eighties looking amplifier or late seventies, early eighties looking amplifier. Anyway, they're back. They're back, and uh, they've made new amps. Now they actually never went away. They've been making reissues of of those amps since then but i think the general consensus was that they looked like them but didn't sound yeah. like them so now they seem to have thrown off that sort of uh, retro vibe and actually said oh yeah okay fine these are class d and the speakers are neodymium so now they're actually sort of making modern stuff and i think that's much better the amps haven't changed that much from what they were making before they're just not trying to make them look like old amps anymore so yeah yeah, so they've released this new range of combos and heads they look great they look super modern super cool um and uh you know the heads come in like a a 600 a 300 600 and thousand watt uh version blimey um uh uh, which is which is great with like a, a six band sort of lit um, graphic EQs which is cool and uh, they do kind of a range of cabs what you'd expect 12s, 15s, 210s and 410s and uh, a range of combos as well but these look like they're going to be super cool if they hit the marketplace hard and sort of turn up in shops and stuff I think we could actually have a, a new sort of contender on the bass amp front which would be super cool there's definitely been a void left by people like PV not doing too much on the bass amp front yeah, and Trace Elliott not really doing too much on the bass amp front although yeah. they've seemed to have made a bit of a resurgence in the last year or so um, for well, just Trace like- Elliott have just re- released their um, I can't remember what it was called the 
it's the size of a phone. They released oh, yeah, a, yeah, sure. a, an amp head the size of a phone. Sure. I can't remember the, but what the I mean is there's been a bit of a void left by those classic brands uh, to do kind of bigger, chunkier bass stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like proper pub gig material. Yeah. Ashdown, I think, probably fill most of that void, but I reckon there's okay. space for another company. And uh, yeah, Acoustic are probably the people best poised yeah. to, uh, to do uh, it. It would be great to have it because we've certainly, we've seen like Ampeg slow down a lot recently. Ashdown have as much as possible filled that void. Orange have taken sort yeah. of like a big part of that market but don't really do very much stuff um, yeah. Fender sort of took a foray into it and then have sort of backed out yeah. uh, with their Super Basement series so yeah I think they're there is current. a s- sort of sort of still current they're no they're still current okay are they? yeah but I guess what Joe's saying is you know they've not perhaps pushed it in the base market as as much as a base specialist company would do like yeah sure, you know. sure. Um, but yeah it would be it would be really interesting to see these I think they look really good I've obviously not heard them so I can't sort of pass judgement on that and we know how I feel about Class D stuff but I think if there was a company that could take this someone like Acoustic who have all that history I'm really excited to see what they do with this the other quick piece of news is actually that um, Stonefield oh god Stonefield are making affordable bases sorry we've got to cut this podcast off now Joe's obviously being paid for this alright fine no go on what are you going to say no Stonefield are making affordable bases so um, so Tom Stanley the guy who owns uh, Stonefield Musical Instrument Company has been um, has been doing a a little sort of photo diary of his time in Indonesia designing and having built the first prototypes for an affordable range of to- of, uh, of Stonefield bases and uh, he's he uploaded a picture today of him with the finished version of one of the first prototypes and it looks absolutely stonking it's surprising how much of it he's managed to sort of retain the integrity of the original you know like three four grand instruments in in this which will be a thousand dollar range of uh, of, in- of bases and I'm sure you'll be getting one to review uh, down the line several yeah indeed indeed with that we are up at time we are going to go over now to the Patreon episode where this week we're going to be answering a load of questions from the Facebook group if you want to hear that do to go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds we're from as little as one dollar a month you can support the guitar nerds podcast one dollar gets you the regular episode ad free and early the five dollar tier gives you access to the extra half an hour every week plus the mini series Branton's Ranton plus Matt in Japan um, and at ten dollar you become one of our top tier exclusive old school you're really supporting the podcast uh, full fat no holds barred Patreon backers and you get your name read out every week thusly take a breath yeah you need to do this this in one you need to do it in one breath and it needs to be because last week I feel you know we've introduced this open top tier Uh and the people perhaps are not getting as much value for money as they could because they can't hear their name. So you've had a big weekend. Right. Think about taking a breath. Think okay. about breathing. Take a breath after each one. I reckon. Oh right, really you want me to long, do it slowly. Like, like a really long. No, breath. okay. Don't. Right, I'm ready. I reckon not that. Give I'm about, get this in one. Give everyone a minute per name. No. no. Okay. You need to do in one breath, but they need yeah. to be audible. Right. He's okay. not going to do it all in one breath. I'm, I'll get this. I've got this. You ready? Okay, he's had a heavy weekend. Let's see what happens. Right. Ready. Are we? I don't think. I think we should let him have it. Okay, don't fine. No backing track. Okay, okay old All school. Right, we're going. Let's do it. El natural. Okay, come on. Oh natural. Oh, is it? Oh natural. El natural. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay. You can do this, Joe. I believe in you. Yeah, thanks, man. I don't. I reckon you'll be all right. I reckon you yep. can. Yep. You can I do got, it. I got. I got this. Okay. I think you're going to get this, Joe. You're going to do Derek this. Derek Fitzsimmons, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, 
Blake Wyatt, Jack Gray, Christopher Lewis. You've already Juan messed up. Perth. You've already Andy messed up. Why have I messed up? You said you said oh. Blake. You said Blake Ryland, I think, and then Jack Gray. Oh, no, neither of those <laughs> right, things are correct. Start again. Okay, we're not leaving this room until you do this. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Fitzgerald, Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Jake Gray, Christopher Lewis, Juan Correa, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Nordwick, Rob Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Manchester, Michael Blair, Toms, Mark Cross, Brad Page, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anstis, Jack Godfrey, Paul Corrigan, Matt Quine, Will Claire, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Move, Gravit, Colin Anderson, that's right boys, I could do it all day, I can still keep going, I could actually keep going for even longer, you wouldn't believe how much I can say with just one breath, I'm actually still going, I still haven't breathed at all, I'm running out now, but I'm still going a little bit, so I could probably keep this up for a little bit longer, I could have done an entire podcast without any of you talking in one breath, that's what I'm going to do next week, one hour of just me talking, one breath, I can do whatever I want, I am in... Okay. Round of applause, I think. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes. I think for once, you've actually done something that I'm impressed by. I tell you what, I'm extremely impressed. Thanks. Thanks, And what that tells me, what that tells me, and what that should tell you... A- a- any listener who's still <laughs> still listening is um, there's room for probably twice as many people I think so too you saw this- that bit at the end we can add more names to this list and he'll still keep going I think that's the uh, that's the way so if you want to join in with that if you want to challenge Joe um, do head to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds if you want to join in the conversation with guitar nerds you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum you can also join us on twitter at guitar nerds on instagram at guitar nerds you can go to youtube youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds with that we're going to head over to the patreon episode and we will see you next week farewell cheers gang bye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.